Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be looking at our identity in Christ and answering the question, who am I in Christ? Some people don't even realize that this is a question they need to ask themselves, and it really shows. So it's what we're going to be trying to unpack together today, and I really hope you enjoy it. A lot of the time, we put on a mask for the outside world of who we think we really are, and we walk around with this mask on, and the outside world will tend to believe this mask because we're trying to show everyone that either we're attractive, that we perform or do well, or we enjoy certain things, and just overall that we have it together. But that isn't always true, is it? Our outside appearance and our accomplishments don't always reflect or produce the internal peace and maturity that we're looking for on the inside. But if we're looking at the Bible and look at King Solomon in particular, he seemed to have it all. He was the king of Israel. He had power, position, wealth, possessions, and women. If a meaningful life is the results of appearance, admiration, performance, accomplishments, and so on, then Solomon would have been the most put-together man who had ever lived. But if we look at what he wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2, he said, Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. King Solomon tried to find the purpose and meaning in a life independent of God, away from God, and he even wrote a book about it. This book of Ecclesiastes describes how useless it is when we try to pursue a meaningful life in a fallen world without God. Even today, we see people try to climb the ladders of wealth and fame, only to find that the ladder was up against the wrong wall. Okay, so what does life with God look like then? Well, before the fall of humanity, Adam and Eve enjoyed three major things in their relationship with God, and they were acceptance, significance, and security. They had an intimate relationship with God, and they could approach Him at any time and were completely safe and secure in His presence. Also, God gave them a purpose. They were to rule the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field and the fish of the sea. All in all, everything they needed was provided for, and we were created for that kind of life also, to be completely accepted by God and other people and feeling like we have a purpose and to have absolute security and to never worry about a thing. And because of the fall, and when I say fall, I'm talking about when Eve disobeyed God and ate the forbidden fruit in Genesis 1 and 2. Because of this, they died spiritually. Their connection to God was broken and they were separated from God and now all of their descendants, that's us, were born physically alive but spiritually dead also. They no longer experienced acceptance, significance or security and I think if we're all being honest, neither do we. Instinctively though, we all want to find acceptance, significance and security and we all have that desire within us and it's because we're meant to have it. The only way to regain this feeling of wholeness is to restore our relationship with God and to become spiritually alive again. And this is exactly why God sent Jesus. Just like Adam at the very beginning, he too was both physically and spiritually alive. But unlike Adam, Jesus never sinned. Jesus did come to forgive our sins and to restore us into a right relationship with God, yes. But he also said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that he came to give life, life in all its fullness. So when we become Christians, our relationship with God is restored and is reconnected to His Spirit. We get back the life that we're meant to have. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 says, If anyone belongs to Christ, there is a new creation. The old things have gone and everything is made new. We are set apart for God. We're special. We're a brand new person. Who we are on the inside has changed from being someone who can't help but hurt God and is now someone who is accepted, significant, and secure in Christ. When God sees us, he sees Jesus, no matter what mess we've made or how badly we feel about ourselves. 
The truth is that if you have accepted Jesus, then you are considered either a son or a daughter of God. To him, we're righteous, clean and holy on the inside. Some people think that being a Christian is difficult because you have to live by certain rules and regulations in order to be saved, but that just isn't true. It's not about trying to behave differently from everyone else. It's about knowing the truth, which then results in a changed behavior. You need to believe differently about yourself. There are so many Bible verses out there that can testify to who you are if you're a Christian now. And I'm not going to read them all out. I'm just going to summarize majority of them just to save on time because we only have a few minutes. God says that you're united with him in one spirit, that you belong to God. You're adopted as God's child. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. You're redeemed and forgiven. You're complete in Christ. You're free from judgment. You're a citizen of heaven. Satan can't touch you. You're God's workmanship, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that is just a handful of the things that the Bible says about you. So are you going to start living in that truth? Are you going to start living in that freedom? Because it's completely up to you to believe in that truth or not. I would really encourage you to open up your Bible and start trying to search for things in the Bible that testify to who you are in Christ and who your identity really is. Everyone lives and operates from a basis of faith. And what I mean by that is... Typically, when you get into a plane, you have faith in the pilot that he won't crash the plane. So the issue of faith isn't so much on whether you believe or not, it's more what you are believing in. Does that make sense? I really hope it does. (laughs) It's who or what we believe in that determines whether our faith will actually work. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, if your faith is as big as a mustard seed, you can go to this mountain and say, move from here to there and it will move. If you know what a mustard seed looks like, then you'll know that it's super tiny. Just one teaspoon of a mustard seed weighs only about three grams. So imagine what just one weighs, and it's super tiny. (laughs) So what he's saying here in this verse is that it doesn't depend on how large your faith is, but on who we put our faith in. It's not our power that's going to move the mountain. It's God's. So if our relationship with God is the key to wholeness, then why do we see so many Christians struggle with their identity, security, significance, sense of worth, and spiritual maturity? Well, there could be a range of things, if I'm being honest. The prophet Hosiah once said in Hosiah chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed because they have not learned. So it might be a lack of knowledge, or it might be because... People are so consumed with things of the flesh. And what I mean by that is they just care about what makes them and their body happy. They're very sensual. They just care about what feels good. Or it could be a lack of a softness of heart. You know, maybe they're very selfish, very arrogant. They don't want to learn. Or maybe it's just a lack of faith. Really, it could be anything. But nonetheless, when we only see ourselves as failures, it just leads to more failure. We have been tricked by the enemy and conditioned by the world into believing that what we do determines who we are. And that's just not true. When we believe in the lies about ourselves, it can really hurt our walk with God. You're not worthless, useless, stupid, abandoned, or inferior. But if Satan can lead you to believe that you are, then you'll definitely act that way. Jesus loved you when you didn't even know who he was, or when you openly hurt him and disobeyed him. He isn't going to stop loving you now. He even knows what you'll do in the future that's going to hurt him, and he still decided to die for your sins anyway. He knew exactly what you would do, and he still thought you were worth it. You're not saved on how you behave. You're saved on what you believe. So just remember, the battle is for our minds. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed within by a new way of thinking. Then you'll be able to decide what God wants for you. You will know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. 
Our minds have been conditioned by the world, like I've said, and the world is influenced by the enemy. So we've developed a whole variety of beliefs and thought patterns that just don't line up with God's word and they're not actually true. So the more you reaffirm who you are in Christ, the more your behavior will begin to reflect your true identity. You will be full of joy, love, peace, patience. Your life overall will be more positive and whole. And that's exactly what we're all craving for, right? So remember, you're a child of God now. If you've given your life to Christ, then you're being conformed to the image of God. He's going to take away things in your life that aren't good for you. And that's when people start to say things like, oh, being a Christian isn't fun. No, it's not about fun. It's about what's good for you and what's not good for you. What's going to help you grow as a human being and grow you into a better, more adjusted person? Or what is just going to lead you into a downward spiral? Ultimately, a fruitful Christian life is the result of living by faith according to what God said is true. So how do you know what God said is true? Open up the word and you'll find out. I sincerely hope that what I said just makes sense and that this has impacted you in a, in a positive way. I hope that this has shone a light on who you are in Christ and has opened the door for you to figure out, okay, well, what does being a Christian mean? What does being a child of God mean? I really hope that you come away from this episode encouraged and that you have a more of a desire to seek out who God says you are and not just what the world says. And overall, I hope that you start walking in that freedom today. I really, really do. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I know it was a short one. I can't wait for next week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you told me. It's such an encouragement to me whenever I hear that you really liked this episode or just my podcast in general. Or if you have any special requests on what I should talk about next, you can definitely contact me by messaging me on Instagram at fearless.proverbs or on the blog at fearlessproverbs.tumblr.com forward slash ask. I hope that you had a great and wonderful week wherever you are and I'll see you next time. Bye.